0: Hey, familia, we're Edgar and Janet. Bienvenidos. This is Hanging With... It's the Dennis Podcast. Con mama and dada. I love... Gracias, Ariela, Familia, we are one episode away from our big life-changing announcement. OMG. <laughs> but on today's episode, we will be talking about the second part of our story as a couple. We were dating for two years in San Francisco when Edgar moved to Dallas for a better job opportunity, which meant that it was time for a long-distance relationship. And Yay. you know how fun those are, right? <laughs> Do you think it caused major drama between us?
1: Of course not. Como dicen, amor de lejos. Felices de los cuatro? Uh, just Yo pensaba nomás los tres, pero bueno, tú también. Amor de pensarse. <laughs> Let me see if this translates. Love from a distance means all four of you are happy.
0: It doesn't really translate.
1: But you get the idea. <laughs> Anyways, of course, there eventually came some drama and a time where the long-distance relationship was difficult. And then came the ultimatum. Mm-hmm. We actually asked you this week on our social media, do you believe ultimatums work? Should you even use an ultimatum in your relationship? We will dive into that. Our wedding day, you'll also find out <laughs> that why was fun. I know, right? You'll also <laughs> find out why I ended up in tears y todo Mokoso on our first honeymoon night. Aww. And we'll chat about life as newlyweds. It's gonna be good. Hang on, we'll be right back. We're grateful, for God, for allowing us to hang out with you once again. My name is your boy, Edgar. This is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hola. So before you hear about our long-distance relationship drama and ultimatum drama, mm-hmm. I think you know which way that ultimatum went, by the way. Pero el chismo está bueno, either way. We want to give you a treat because many of you have messaged us saying how much you love Janet's soothing voice. And it's not just because she whistles while she talks. Like Matthew McConaughey. I got a DM voice message from Yadira from Southgate, and she gave me a great idea, babe. Okay. So let's listen to her message, and then I'll tell you what the idea is. Let's do it. And it has to do with your calming, relaxing, soothing voice. And all of you are going to enjoy it for to free.
0: Hi, Edgar and Janet. This is Yadira from Southgate. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for your podcast. I just started listening to different types of podcasts. And some make me think, some make me laugh, but yours is making me reflect. But you two are great. You're great together. And I had seen Janet and seen some of the pictures and her videos, but her voice, I really think she should work for Calm, the app. Her voice is just so soothing and great to listen to. So thank you. Have a great weekend.
1: So she gave us a great idea, babe. A lot of people have been suggesting that you should work for the Calm app, which is an app where you just have like soothing sounds and somebody just speaking like this and real chill and relaxing. That
0: doesn't mean it's boring, right?
1: (laughs) No, it's soothing. There's a difference between boring and soothing.
0: Am I boring or am I soothing? (laughs) You're
1: so soothing, babe. But they do use that app to fall asleep, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So I thought maybe we'd give them a treat since so many people have been requesting this. So I wrote up a little poem, a little something for, for you me to read to our audience oh. so that they can feel soothed, relaxed, before we begin talking about all this drama. So you have it in front of you.
0: A ver, let it. Let me give you some it.
1: relaxing music and just take it away with your soothing voice. Wow, maybe.
0: I'm a little nervous. I've never done this before. You got this, babe. Okay. We need
1: to side hustle. Remember, I'm out of a job right okay, now. Okay, let's do it. We got so this. hopefully Calm App listens to this and they hire you. Here we go.
0: As you lay on a hammock in the middle of the jungle, all alone, just you and your thoughts. Take a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. Allow your thoughts to float as the birds chirp. Feel your stress and worries. Leave your mind as they get washed away by the sound of the waterfall as you feel the light refreshing mist of the waterfall all over your body
1: to hold it in I've been cracking up the whole time (laughs) come on babe stay in character you got this the call map is gonna hire you si se puede continue the poem I wrote for you (laughs) read the last line as you feel the light refreshing mist and then go to the next (laughs) one please sorry about that guys here you go
0: as you feel the light refreshing mist after what (laughs) come on Juku. si se puede
1: <laughs> Come on, babe, you can do
0: it. Okay. As you feel the light, refreshing mist of the waterfall all over your body, make sure it doesn't make you pee yourself. You know what? Who cares? No one else is around. What was that?
1: <laughs> I can pee myself? 'Cause no one else is around?
0: Yes. Go ahead. Just release the pee. Uh... <laughs> Kinda warm.
1: <laughs> Babe, I think you did great. I'm s i am I feel really relaxed right now. <laughs> uh that's one of those things it's like you don't know if you are going to enjoy it or not. If you're listening, can you message us on our Instagram? At Edgar <laughs> sotelo or...
0: Discovering a Let us
1: know. Did that relax you? Did that help in any okay. shape,
0: form? I thought I was doing way? really well. And then you threw me off with this last line of... Pee yourself. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Who cares?
1: <laughs> Doesn't it feel good, though? Like, when nobody's around, Ugh. just pee yourself. Like, you're in the ocean or something. <laughs> or, or in a lake, <laughs> you Yeah. Lo dejas ir. Anyways. Well, that was for you.
0: <laughs> it's free 99 just for you.
1: Yadira especially. Mm, Yadira. Great idea. Thank you. Would you pay 99 cents a month for a Janet's OnlyFans page where she just speaks to you like that?
0: Not like dirty, like peeing. And- no, just relaxing. <laughs> not dirty. <laughs> that sounded weird.
1: Anyways. All right.
0: Uh-huh. Now
1: let's get into our drama. Uh, part two of our story. Yes. So for those of you that maybe didn't listen to the last episode, episode nine. Jen and I met in San Francisco, the Bay Area. I was working in radio at that time. She was going to college, finishing up at FIDM. Yes. Or FIDM. FIDM. University. She got her bachelor's in?
0: In business management and visual communications.
1: Love it. And we were dating for two years that I had an opportunity to go after a dream job situation because I would be able to host my own morning show. And why that's so cool and such a dream is because... When you work on the radio, usually in the afternoons, like I was in San Francisco, you don't have a lot of time or chance to really communicate and connect with the audience because you're really just presenting music, maybe doing really short breaks. So this was awesome because it would be like a morning show. I'll be able to talk more and connect with the listeners, help the community out more, make it more into a movement Mm -hmm. rather than a radio show. Janet was super supportive, which was surprising to me because the first thing she said is, congratulations, you deserve this. And she didn't say, what about us?
0: Right. I knew this was your dream. So I'm like totally for it.
1: Go for it. She said, if this is in God's will for you to be there and this is what's best for you, I will support you from a distance. And if we're meant to be, we're going to work out no matter what the circumstance. That's right. And I really appreciated that love. So I moved to Dallas of May 2010 and I get to Dallas. Saludos al Metroplex. I know that a lot of you listen from the Metroplex area. Muchísimas gracias. Saludos. I went to Mega 107.5 to do Spanish pop slash reggaeton. And I was on the station, worked with Ana, such an amazing Bonita. co-host. Mm-hmm. Ray, the producer. Everybody uh, amazing. Chorizo. Mm. I love them. Everybody in, in Dallas. El Pelos, Dico Matatán, the whole crew. And if I didn't mention your name, I'm sorry, but just everybody, right? Pío Ferro, oh. Mingo. My program director and good friends, Naib. My radio godfather, Jimmy Gonzalez, along with his beautiful wife and family. Uh, just such amazing community in general. Dallas is such a beautiful city. They embraced me and I'm super grateful for you because of you. Mm-hmm. You gave me my first shot at a morning show and you accepted me and things went extremely well. But meantime, Jan and I are dating long distance. Right. And I got to admit, at first, it was really exciting and actually perfect because... I was so busy with work and I could devote and focus on it so much that I was probably not going to have a lot of time for a relationship. So it was cool because we set up this schedule where I would fly Janet to Dallas every five weeks, every four weeks, every four yeah, weeks, right? Like Look,
0: once a month. Once a month. You. Uh-huh.
1: I would get Janet a, a plane ticket round trip. Even he yes asked for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And literally it felt every time Janet was coming, like an episode of the bachelor. <laughs> Not because I had other women, okay?
0: I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Aclarando, aclarando. We had a lot of things planned out for us.
1: Because Uh it was so exciting. Do you remember that, babe? What was that feeling like, like flying into DFW, about to meet up, and you know that I had a weekend planned out for us where we were just going to have an amazing
0: time the whole weekend? It felt amazing. And the support my parents gave me was incredible, too, because I couldn't lie to them and tell them, oh, I'm just going to go with my girlfriends. No, I, I was always honest with them and tell them, hey, I'm going to go visit Edgar. I'm going to be here and here. And just that feeling of, oh, I'm going to go see Edgar. And this is so exciting. And could this be the future? You know, like I, I saw us in Texas living for a long time. So this was
1: May 2010. And we did this for five or six months. Correct. Where you were flying out once a month. We had an amazing time every weekend. Things were going really well. in la radio, en el metroplex. Chiboy en la mañana was the name of the show. Did you ever have... Any questions of my fidelity? If you could trust me being working in radio and being long distance.
0: I've always been a girl that does not like drama. So me knowing that you had that career, that you have that career, I always knew there was some type of like, hey, you know, girls are going to be around. He's going to be out with artists and, you know, dinners, nightclubs. So there was always this, I wouldn't say it, fear but it was always in the back of my mind like he's gonna have temptation but i gotta trust
1: or else you're gonna drive yourself crazy
0: or else what's the point of being in the relationship if i'm not gonna be happy you know being like crazy like who are you with who's that i just kind of went with it yeah (laughs) and trusted
1: i i didn't have that fear at all with you or not even the back of my mind
0: of like oh she might be cheating on me nah yeah, no. Which
1: I think just makes you a way better human being than I am. Because if you had that doubt of me, potentially in the back of your mind. Yeah. It sucks. And I'm sorry for that. But I never felt that way. What were you doing in the Bay Area while I was working in radio?
0: Um, I think at that time, I well, I Besides wrapping up school. I started working for Gab Corporate after Victoria's Secret. Then I went into Gab Corporate. It was going well. Then you start working for the Mexican consulate. And then I worked for the Mexican consulate as the assistant to the ambassador for Mexico in San Francisco. And that was a lot of fun because I really love my culture in Mexico. Entonces, I got to go to a lot of parties and, you know, meet a lot of diplomatic people. That was really fun. Why was it fun? Why did it mean so much? Just to be working and representing your country, Mexico, and so many cool things that you learn.
1: (laughs) I do remember there was one occasion, and this is me being completely vulnerable and open. Uh oh. For those of you that are long distance relationships. Okay. I made a mistake where I remember one time you were over at the apartment in Dallas, babe. Mm-hmm. And my phone started blowing up with texts. And you asked me, who is that? Oh, okay. And I said something like, oh, it's just nobody, whatever. And <sighs> I'm like, really? Like, if it's nobody, then. Show
0: me. I remember, me. yeah.
1: And I remember we had an issue with that and I didn't want to show you because I was like, yo, you don't trust me. It's just a friend, this and that. But obviously I was guilty because it was a woman that was texting me and it was a friend that I had made innocently. But I didn't want to share that with you because I thought you were going to try to make some bigger thing
0: out of it, even though it was innocent. So by you hiding it the way you did, it made it bigger. Yeah. Instead of. Communicating. But then we later learn. Right. And I, that reminds me better. of something mm-hmm. my dad would always say, rest in
1: peace, and paz descanse. He would say, no hagas cosas buenas que parezcan malas, ni mind. hagas cosas malas que parezcan buenas. Which is, don't do good things that appear to be bad and don't do bad things that appear to be good. Mm-hmm. That gray zone, especially in relationships, can create a lot of questions and a lot of drama. And I should have just been open with you. Or if I was hiding it, then I probably shouldn't have been having that conversation or those texts with that girl.
0: That girl. I, I, You know what? I can like vaguely remember that situation because I didn't make it a bigger deal. I could have. Yeah. But I didn't because it was not worth my time because I was with you for a few days and I didn't want to seem like, uh, what's the word? Like I didn't care. But right. also, like, I feel like I'm a very confident woman. And I know, like, you weren't, like, me estabas viendo la cara, you know?
1: Yeah, which I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have liked you texting with some other dude that I didn't know about. If yeah. I knew about him, like, he's a friend or he's a mutual friend, then I would have been cool. Right. But obviously I had not told you that I had a friend that was a girl. Yeah. And it was just that. And that's why I think I wanted to hide it.
0: Yeah. And I think at that point, that's maybe when I started realizing, well... You know, maybe he does have somebody or maybe he doesn't. And if this is going to go somewhere else, our relationship, then I need to know.
1: Yeah, because by that time, we were almost dating three years. Yeah. Now we're long distance. So for you, did you feel some type of situation of like, I'm not going to continue just flying out every month and enjoying a weekend a month with my boyfriend without knowing that this is going where I would want it to go, which is uh-huh. engagement and getting married?
0: Absolutely. And I told you and I said, hey, I'm only going to say this once. But if, you know, if our relationship's going to go to the next level, then you need to put a ring on it or else I'm not going to be flying back and forth. And I'm only going to say this once. And it was
1: an interesting ultimatum you gave me mm-hmm. because it wasn't I'm going to end the relationship if you don't propose to me. Correct. It was I'm not going to fly out here anymore.
0: Right. Because then at that point, I'm like, how long is this going to go on for? You know, like this guy's just using me to have a good time. And, you know, we weren't sexually active, but like just using me to be accompanying him. And, you know, and I didn't want to be I didn't want to feel like that. So I was like, yeah, I know we love each other. So let's just get married kind of thing. Because it was
1: tough being away from you.
0: Yeah. And what helped us was that we would book my flight in advance. So we would look forward to those times. Like, okay. We know when we're going to see each other again. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. as crazy, you know.
1: I will share with you that from the moment that I really got to know you, even before we started dating as boyfriend and girlfriend, I knew that I would be blessed to have you as my wife and God willing, eventually the mother of our children. I knew that. But as many men were afraid of taking that next step for many reasons. But for me on this occasion, it wasn't that I was doubting if you were the one or not. I knew for sure. Or else I wouldn't have continued this long-distance relationship. I mean, here I am in a new city. If I didn't think you were the one, then why even be in a relationship? I could be free and and date around in a new city and do all that.
0: Exactly. But for pride, maybe like, oh, I can get this girl to come and go as I please. No? No.
1: The reason why I had not popped the question is because in my mind, when I proposed to my future wife, which I knew was going to be you, if you were accepting me. I wanted to be financially stable, to be able to already have a home and to be able to provide something more stable for you because eventually we would have a family, et cetera. And I had an apartment at the time.
0: Right. I, I kept telling you, but that's just fear because all I want to do is be with you no matter where.
1: Yeah. You would say, I don't need you to have a house. Yeah. I don't need you to have a certain socioeconomic level or make a certain amount of money for me to be married with you. You were always about, let's build this together. I want to support you. I want to be here for you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But that was my biggest fear because I was new at this morning show. And as you may or may not know that are listening to us, one of the most volatile, most.
0: Unstable.
1: Thank you. Unstable. Careers. Careers you can have as a radio host.
0: For sure. And people don't know, but. There's contracts involved and there's so much behind, you know, than just turning on the radio. You don't see what goes behind it. Yeah. And, uh,
1: you know, somebody uh, could have brought you into that radio station, a certain person management, but then that person leaves and next, you know, another person comes in and they want to bring their team. So what I'm saying is that a lot of it is out of your control. Correct. And that was my fear. Mm -hmm. Like bring you out here, start a family. What if I lose my job? Yeah. That's when you gave me that ultimatum. And I remember I didn't answer you right away. Yeah. We were in Dallas on our balcony in the apartment and you shared that with me. Yeah. Edgar, either we move forward and you propose to me because I need you to commit commit to this. <laughs> yeah. That I'm not just flying back and forth like it's just some fun situation.
0: I, I remember I told you if, if from now to the end of the year, you don't like pop the question, I don't know what's going to happen. And then like January 1st came around, January <laughs> 2nd came <laughs> I was like, oh, Jean. we'll get
1: to that in a second. I decided to ask you, our followers and listeners, our familia, on our Instagram, do ultimatums work in relationships? And it was 16% versus 84%. Which one do you think was the 16%, babe? Do ultimatums work in relationships?
0: Well, I want to say yes because it worked for me. (laughs) (laughs) But I think ultimatums are risky and tricky the way they're delivered. You know, like you're not going to tell them to like F off. So I think... People are saying, no, they don't work.
1: So when I asked, do ultimatums work in relationships, huh? 16% said yes, and 84% said no.
0: Yikes. I mean, just the word alone sounds harsh. Ultimatum.
1: Yeah, because I think when you hear the word ultimatum, it sounds like you're forcing someone to do something yeah. that they don't want to do.
0: Or like, it's over, let's end it. Or
1: And I think it's so interesting in the way you're saying it, love. It's not, a lot of it has to do with your delivery. Yeah. Right? And to me, the ultimatum you placed on me, it wasn't so much like we're over. It's just like, hey, I need to know if we're moving forward to the next stage because I can't be flying back and forth because I value myself Mm -hmm. as a woman. And I know what I'm worth and I know what I deserve. Right. So you have until (laughs) the new year, 2011. Figure it out, Edgar. Uh And again, (laughs) ponte los pantalones, grow some pelotas, bro. (laughs) I had that issue along my uh, dating life. Babe, people sent us messages about ultimatums. Oh, when ultimatums worked in their life. Oh, cool. This is actually from a male, Josh. He got an ultimatum when he first started dating his now wife.
0: (sighs) Hey, Edgar and Janet, how's it going? What's up, bro? When me and my wife were first started dating, and this was very, very early on, we were still kind of seeing how we liked each other. There were still a few other women that I was talking to, Um, nothing too serious, but she knew that I had a few other people that I was flirting with at the Mm. time. And she basically gave me a ultimatum, her or them. Now, for me, the decision was easy. I mean, I knew when I saw her, you know, that spark, that interest, that love hit. So, of course, I chose her. Uh, we we're going on five and a half, actually almost six years married nice. and a very happy, healthy little boy, uh, Mateo. Aww. So, you know, the future has always been better choice for that ultimatum that I chose.
1: Congrats, Josh. Good
0: for you, Josh.
1: And I asked Josh via DM, I was like, why do you think if you knew that she was the one, why do you think that it had to take an ultimatum for you to make that move and stop talking to these other girls? And he said, honestly, I was trying to keep a backup. (gasps) He said, because I was married previously and that ex cheated on me and left me for a younger dude. So I didn't want that to happen again. Hmm. So it was out of fear. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not because we don't want to be with the person that we want to be with, but it's out of fear. But it takes a strong woman or man, depending on the situation, to say, hey, I know my worth and I know what I deserve. And I think it's more of a boundary that you're setting for yourself, love, when you do put an ultimatum in a relationship mm-hmm. where you're not forcing that person to do something. You're just giving them a choice. Huh? I'm not forcing you to just be with me or propose to me or whatever that ultimatum may be. Yeah. It's, hey, I'm just letting you know that the way things are going right now is not okay with me. I deserve better. And therefore, I'm letting you know. If you don't want to make the choice of giving me the relationship that I believe we deserve, both deserve, then adios. (laughs) You still make the choice what you want. Exactly. And it's so interesting because Sulu Chen sent us a message from New York City and she says she had to set an ultimatum for herself.
0: Oh, interesting. Isn't
1: that a cool spin? A ver. She had been in a relationship with this man. From 2012 to 2018, and found out that the man had another relationship going on the entire time. <gasps> Let's hear a little bit more about her story.
2: Hi, I was dating somebody after four years of being together. I found out that he was cheating on me. Dang. And not only cheating, he was basically in a different relationship. So he had two relationships at the same time. Wow. Um, and we couldn't decide who who was like the main girl and who was a side chick. Anyway, it just so happened that he begged me to stay. I wanted to leave. He begged me to stay. I was too weak to leave because I was completely smitten in love. In December, he promised me that for New Year's, he would tell his parents about us and we would, you know, keep the relationship moving. I don't think any of that happened. So in 2017, I did not see anything move, change, none of that stuff. It was like losing my entire being, like my identity came from this relationship. And in this moment was when I started to really like call upon Jesus. And I was like, you need to come help me. Like, what am I going to do? That's when like this whole thing started on like putting ultimatums on myself. Ultimately, I found out two months ago that he was actually cheating on me the whole time. In when you don't have any boundaries for yourself or the other person, you kind of lose your own purpose. And We as givers just give and get lost Mm -hmm. and we miss our calling. We miss our passion because in my personal story, when I started to shift my perspective, that's when God started to put light on like his plan for me, his
0: purpose for me, his calling for me. What an amazing story. Thank you for sending us all your messages because I am sure that more than one person's going to be able to relate.
1: Absolutely. There's somebody in a relationship right now where, they know it's between them and another person that the love of their life may be dating two, two of them at a the time. And they keep making promises to them. I'm going to leave him or her. You're the one. But meantime, they keep reaping the benefits. Like in Sulu Chen's story, he kept reaping the benefits of still being with her. And she was giving everything to him. And she ended up putting ultimatum on herself. And DM, she said in a longer story, one of the ultimatums she gave herself is like, one of the boundaries that she set for herself was, I'm no longer going to sleep with this man. Wow. And thank God now she's broken up with him through God's grace and his wisdom and she's found her worth.
0: She sounds very confident and yeah. she acknowledges everything that she went through in a very positive way. Good for you, girl. Yes.
1: And now she speaks at Hillsong NYC, babe. Ah, oh, nice. In connect Groups, the church we used yeah. to be a part of in New York. And she helps other people in relationships that are Giving too much and getting taken advantage of, basically. And I think that's what ultimatums are all about, right? And Mm -hmm. boundaries is like a way for you not to get taken advantage of. And she says something interesting. The reason why she couldn't get out is because this guy was her identity. Yeah. And I think that's really important that no matter how much you love somebody, that they don't become your identity or your worth. Your identity is your own and your worth has to stand on its own. Correct. In order for a relationship to be healthy and to work. Uh, Last but not least, Mari also sent us a message about her ultimatum. Check this out.
2: Hola, Sotelos. This is Mari. I gave my boyfriend at the time an ultimatum for us to be engaged prior to celebrating five years of dating. Wow. Or I would make him my friend without the benefits. I wish you could see my beautiful ring. I have now (laughs) been married to the love of my life for almost 14 years. (gasps) And yes, it's the same guy.
0: Oh, I love this.
1: Go for it, Maestra Mari. Teaching your husband a lesson right there. She's like, <laughs> I wish you could see my ring. It worked. <laughs> Anyways, so after Janet placed that ultimatum on me, a few months went by because you said it's got to happen by 2011, the end of the year. So maybe two months went by. Right. And I had not proposed yet.
0: See, I was like, Jean.
1: <laughs> January 1st came by, y nada. What's interesting about this is that You actually came to Dallas around December 26th or so before the end of the year, before the ultimatum clock was going to be up, if you will. Mm -hmm. And my parents were at the apartment as well because I was going to get knee surgery. ¿Te (laughs)
0: acuerdas? My ACL
1: was busted and I was going to get knee surgery because that was during vacation time and I didn't have to go to work. So I was like, let's do the surgery. Right. And you were absolutely amazing, love. You were helping me out so much. You were the one getting up in the middle of the night because I had some machine attached to my knee that I was like uh, making my leg move. And you are giving me medication. And then I remember you from Dallas, you went to Mexico, to Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mm -hmm. to meet up with your parents and your abuelita because you guys were going to spend New Year's together in Mexico.
0: They went from San Francisco to Guadalajara and I met up with them. Over there. But you were already with me in Dallas. I was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then you went to Guadalajara. Mm-hmm.
1: And when you left, I remember my mom had a conversation with me and my dad.
0: Your mom's been my cheerleader since day one. <laughs> yes, she was the first believer for <laughs> sure. And she's like, Mijo,
1: ¿por qué no las propuesto matrimonio a Janet? Andale. Andale. Why haven't you proposed to Janet? Exactly. And I was like, mom, is because, you know, I don't have a house yet.
0: This I- was three years, right? Into our... Relationship?
1: Yeah, 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 and at this time, we had been in a long-distance relationship for, for about seven months. Right, And I said, mom, I don't have a house yet. I'm not ready. And she's like, mijo, ¿no te vas a encontrar otra mujer así de buena y que te quiera así? Vimos como te atiende, como te ama, su sonrisa, ora por ti. She was like, you're not going to find yourself another woman that's going to love you like this. She came from San Francisco to Dallas just to take care of you. She prays for you. I mean you need to step up. <laughs> Plus, look at yourself. She's beautiful. You're <laughs> not going to find another one like this, <laughs> mijo, la neta. <laughs> no vas a encontrar otra mujer así. Ponte los pantalones. Grow a pair.
0: It took your mom to tell you that. Legit.
1: <laughs> and I took a couple of Vicodin and I went and got your ring, back. Oh, gracias. No, te creas. And that's when I got your ring and I ended up calling your dad on the phone mm-hmm. in Mexico because I knew that on their way back, you and your family, when you guys flew back to San Francisco, you had a two-hour
0: layover, layover in Dallas. It's a common flight from San Francisco, Dallas, Guadalajara, Guadalajara, Dallas, uh, San Francisco. So
1: I said, I'm going to go buy the wedding ring, and then I'm going to propose to her at the airport. Entonces, when you were flying back, obviously you had no idea, but I had talked to your dad and your mom on the phone and asked for your hand in marriage. Yeah. And they said... You know, absolutely.
0: Now that I think about it, I understand why my dad finished talking to you on the phone and he got himself a six pack (laughs) of beer. He never drinks beer. He's like a wine type of guy. And he just started chugging those beers. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? And then the next day in uh, Mexico, my mom was like, oh, you should get your nails fixed. Like, get, let's go get manicures. Like, I had no idea. It didn't even cross my mind because I'm like, ah, it's already, you know, I wasn't even thinking that you were going to propose or that you had asked for my hand in marriage. No,
1: you had no idea. And I remember it was January 7th of 2011. Uh-huh. So the ultimatum had passed by seven days, the deadline. <laughs> And you guys landed in DFW. I went with my parents. My friend Juan at the time went with us as well because he was going to videotape the whole thing. I remember I couldn't bend down because my knee was all busted from ACL surgery. I had like a cast on it. And I saw you, your parents, and your abuelita. Yeah. I know you loved cupcakes. Uh huh. Entonces on the cupcakes, I had them right. Will you marry me? Yes. i right. like, hey, babe, I just brought you a box of cupcakes because I know you love them from this place in Dallas. So you can uh, eat them on the way to San San Francisco. Yeah. And then you went to open the box.
0: Oh, six beautiful red velvet cupcakes with glitter and like a huge ring looking thing. And it was just perfect. And it said, will you marry me? And I was like, ah,
1: I couldn't get down on one knee. I was like kind of bent over, but I couldn't. And then I I opened the box. They sold me the box that has like a huge light inside. LED light. And I was pointing it the wrong way and I think I blinded you. Remember this? I couldn't
0: see the ring, but I was like, yes, yes. I'm like, I thought you would never ask.
1: And then I remember we hugged and we kissed and your abuelita's like, Hey, tampoco, tampoco. Todavía no se casan. <laughs> She's like, hey, don't be making out. You're not married yet. Remember? Yeah, I Abuelita think everybody
0: Margo. was for us that they wanted us to get married, like right there at the chapel at the airport. <laughs> Con el Chapo? No, Chapel. Oh.
1: <laughs> what was that like, babe, for you, after you had given me that ultimatum to get the proposal, and what was it like on your flight back to San Francisco?
0: Well, I was sitting next to my grandma, carrying my box of cupcakes, and looking at my ring, and I was shaking, and. I was still in disbelief. And my grandma was like, "Ah, oh, que bonito anillo, beautiful ring. And it was just a beautiful feeling of like, I'm going to be marrying this man. Like, it's official now.
1: I was so grateful that you said yes. I mean, I was pretty <laughs> sure you would say yes. And I'm not saying that in a cocky way because I think we knew where our relationship was. I was the one that was lagging and I was just so blessed and I was so excited. And that happened in January and we ended up getting married on May 27th.
0: Yeah. We planned a destination wedding. And, and we were
1: still long distance for the rest of that time while we were planning a destination wedding. And you were finishing up your bachelor's degree.
0: Yeah, I, I finished it online. It was really hard. I was doing statistics online, getting <laughs> married. I just wanted to be with you, babe. I was like, let's do this. <laughs> I'm ready to be a wifey.
1: A wifey. All right, coming up next, we'll tell you details about our destination wedding and why I ended up in tears Y todo mocoso, the first night of our honeymoon, Aww. the big night. Janet and I had been saving ourselves <laughs> for this night. Jeez. Why did I end up in tears? <laughs> we'll find out coming up next. All right, familia. So it came time to plan our wedding Thankfully, Janet, you did an amazing job of that, even though you were finishing up school. Uh, I didn't really do much. And and I'm glad that you chose a destination wedding because.
0: I'm like, me either. <laughs>
1: we didn't really have to do much except say yes
0: to you the know, package. Choose
1: the hotel location and then what we wanted included in the wedding, right?
0: definitely recommend destinationwedding.com and Sheila Hyman was our organizer. Um, and she prepared everything. So everybody contacted her and she prepped the flights and yeah. everything was super smooth. And we got there and, and it was great because, uh, everything was already ready to go.
1: We chose Cabo San Lucas in Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, cause it was, uh, closest for our family being in California. Janet, you were like adamant. You wanted a beach
0: wedding. Yeah, you wanted to talk me out by, well, oh, let's go to the lake. There's something about the beach for my sweet 6 sweet 15, sorry, my quinceañera. I wanted to go to the beach. We went to Huatulco, Mexico, Oaxaca and I didn't want a quinceanera. I didn't want a big party. I just wanted to go to the beach and have a good time.
1: Yeah. It's not like you had the quinceanera party there. It's just you got a vacation instead.
0: Exactly. So I was like, for my wedding, I always, I never was that little girl that dreamed of a big wedding, but I always knew that I wanted a a destination wedding and everybody to have a good time. I love to be a good host. So I was like, let me have, let me make it a vacation for everybody. And I think it couldn't have been any better. It was so perfect. It was
1: super intimate. Mm -hmm. I was only like, what, 36, 37 people? 26. No way. Yeah. Y los otros diez, the other ten people, who <laughs> <Los are they>? <laughs> 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 Se uh, Shout out to the Dreams Hotel. They were super nice, and they've always been good to us.
0: Yeah, it's like a small boutique hotel, yeah. family-friendly. It's um, chill.
1: And let me be honest with you. At first, when I heard Destination Wedding and Cabo San Lucas, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to cost us an arm and a leg. But in reality, it was way cheaper to do a Destination Wedding than to do something here in the United States. Yeah, I and invite everybody in and the whole situation. You could actually see the video of our wedding. It's like a highlight reel, right, babe? Mm-hmm. It's on our YouTube channel. Just look it up as Los Sotelos.
0: And you can see the wedding highlights. Yeah. And
1: check it out there. Babe, what was your most memorable moment of your wedding before we get into our honeymoon night where I was crying and almocoso?
0: Ah, uh, when we were uh, well, there was a few, but when we were walking down the aisle, which is really the sand next to my dad, and he was standing so straight and like proud, and I love that. And then I got to you, and your face just looked like melting, like of joy. <laughs> it was hot too. <laughs> Not to but yeah, the vows they were beautiful, and that that was like the whole ceremony was just so perfect. Everything. Yeah. It what was about such a you? One night. Mm-hmm.
1: For me, it was during the vows is like when it became real. But that moment when you're walking down the aisle, aka the sand, it, it's a weird situation because you see it in the movies, you see it in the novelas, like it's that moment, you know? But I started crying. First of all, I cry for any reason. Pero it was just, you look so beautiful. Your parents were with you. I know they were proud because you saved yourself for marriage and you've always been such a good hija. You felt like you saved yourself for the right person. And I saved myself as well for who I felt was my forever girlfriend and wife, which is you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a great time that night. And then it was our first time that we were able to sleep together. As a married couple, right. we go to our honeymoon <laughs> suite. And this is where I ended up crying. <laughs> Not because it was going to be our first time being together intimately.
0: Well, we walked in the honeymoon suite. It was beautiful candles, flowers everywhere, everywhere,
1: everywhere. Like... Flower and petals everywhere. I'm
0: wearing my beautiful gown and I look over at you and you're crying. And you're rubbing your eyes. And I'm like, oh, how romantic. You're so like melancholic and emotional. And you're like, no, peace them out. I have allergies. <laughs> And you were like, hurry! So we were like in her my wedding dress, your you know your outfit, and we were like putting all the pla- the petals away and turning off the candles and hurry, hurry, hurry because you're gonna be crying and you know mocos and everything.
1: So. I'm allergic to flowers, and so to have that Such many flower petals there, it hit me. See, Alani, that's our daughter, Alani, by the way, a product of us. <laughs> Commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so many of you maybe thought that I cried because it happened so fast that night, but no, <laughs> it did. But still, wah, wah, wah. Um, it was my allergies. It was terrible. I was like, babe, just take a picture, and just so you can para tus recuerdos. But let's just hurry, hurry, move on. But that's why I ended up crying that night. And then we flew back to Dallas as a couple. Remember that, babe? Esposos. As a married couple, mm-hmm. and we were going to live together in our apartment huge learning curve i mean there was times where i would forget that You're i was married. married not in that sense but that i would forget i was just thinking of myself and like let me give you an example i would come home from work and i would go through a drive-thru and only pick up dinner for
0: myself like one hamburger
1: like this happened like in the first week and then i would come into the apartment and i would see janet and i was like oh my gosh she lives with me now <laughs>
0: I mean, I cook, I cook like Monday through Friday and right. weekends usually I don't, but I had a cooked and you still brought just one <laughs> burger <laughs> I forgot I, that you were cooking. Cause
1: I totally forgot. I was like thinking about work or something else again. I'm like, oh my gosh. And you're like, babe, you only brought one burger. And I was like, yeah, just for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it did take a while, but we actually enjoyed our first years together like that. babe. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I don't think we had too many growing pains.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, no, it was pretty easy.
1: I was excited to have you there.
0: Besides adjusting to like, okay, we got to think of two. We got to do, you know, two of everything. And,
1: and making decisions together.
0: Communicating. From that was new level. for both of us. Yeah.
1: And before we wrap up, we just want to share with you this next part of our relationship. There came a time where things were going well with work. Thank um, God. We had built great friendships, a great church, fellowship church primo Raul and his beautiful wife Lupita and his kids were living in Dallas Mm -hmm. and we had a great relationship with them and we continue to do. And then our compadres, Compadres, Brian and Jamie, we had a great community. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Things are going well and it was like, hey, should we get a house? Mm -hmm. And I know Janet's always challenged me and pushed me for more and believe and have faith and take those leaps of faith. And I've always been a little more fearful. Maybe not fearful is the word, but cautious, Mm -hmm. you know, and realist Mm -hmm. at certain times. And I was just afraid that we were going to get a home. And then if things change with radio, then what happens? We Mm -hmm. lose a home. And I remember I was sitting in the balcony and I want to share this with you that are listening right now. And I was praying about what we should do next. And a scripture came to mind as I was sitting in the balcony thinking about if we should make this offer on this townhouse Mm -hmm. we really liked in uptown slash downtown Dallas. And I grabbed my Bible app and I opened it and the scripture that came to mind talked about how if God takes care of the birds Mm -hmm. and feeds the birds and makes sure that there's plenty of food for them, that those of us that believe and have faith in him, he's going to provide for us as well. And the scripture that came to mind after I looked it up, because I didn't know by memory at the time, but it was Matthew 26, which is look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable to him than a bird? Yeah. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Mm. And as I'm reading that scripture, I literally see two birds down below at the ground level.
0: We're, you were eating at a granola bar because we were about to go to church. Yeah. And you were praying by yourself in the balcony, I remember.
1: Eating the crumbs from my granola bar <laughs> that we're... <laughs> That were coming off as I was eating it, breaking it off. You know those Green Valley granola bars that crumbs go everywhere anytime yeah. you try to eat them? So they were falling and they were feeding these two birds. And it was like, oh my gosh, confirmation. And God will give you signs like that. And at that moment, we decided to make an offer on this townhouse. As we were going through the process, I remember we were coming up to the deadline of when everything had to go. We are going through the inspection the people that were selling the house had already cleared out the townhouse for us to go inspect it.
0: Right. It was we, a four story townhome and they were pregnant with twins. So they were like, we need to get out of here.
1: Yeah. And we got it for a crazy good deal because they were trying to get out. And the people that were going to sell it beforehand, that had fallen through. So they gave us a crazy, crazy deal for a really low price. So we went forth with it. And then I remember we were in the inspection and the bank kept calling me because they needed extra documents from me. And it was like making no sense. And I was getting so stressed out because we were coming to the deadline where we needed to purchase the home and move forward. And we're having all these issues with the bank. And I remember I was stressing out and the attacks that the enemy has on you start in your thoughts with doubt and with fear. And I was feeling really stressed out. And then I look over to the kitchen area. Janet was there with our real estate agent. Yeah, you were crying. I'm like, great. What happened? Because you guys were going through all the drawers, making sure they didn't leave anything behind, making sure nothing was broken for the inspection part. Right. And what did you find in one of the drawers in the kitchen? The only thing the old homeowners left behind by accident.
0: They left a stack of of just paperwork, and in between, Joy, that she's most in between all those papers, I look, and there's a postcard-looking thing that says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you hope in the future. Jeremiah 29, 11. It was our Bible verse and I was so excited. I just started crying. I couldn't help it but feel peace and God's presence and confirmation that that was our house.
1: And for those of you that have heard our previous episode, episode nine, you would know that the scripture that's like at the foundation of our relationship for Janet and I, since we were friends and started dating in San Francisco, has been Jeremiah 29 11. Right. We had it up in a post it in each of our bathroom mirrors. Janet in her apartment, me in my apartment. So, to be able to see this scripture being left behind in this home, what are the chances?
0: At that moment in time, it just confirmed that we needed to be in that home.
1: And we just want to encourage you that whatever you're going through right now, no matter how challenging things look, just know that God has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you hope in a future. And that's kept Janet and I going. In any situation, in any big decision that we have to make, we just know that God will give us peace of what direction we need to go and he'll confirm it in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. The plans to prosper you are there. That doesn't mean that every single moment is going to be prosperous and happy, right? but the prosperity will come and better days will come. Yeah. And we moved into that townhouse. And we experienced such amazing things there with our families, our parents, our friends. Life got more challenging as we went, but I believe God in every stage prepares you to be able to have enough strength and wisdom and endurance and peace to be able to face them. And in our next episode, we will discuss some of those challenges that we've been facing, especially within the last two years. Mm -hmm. We will also be discussing how we ended up living in New York City how we ended up coming back home to LA and not only experiencing the loss of my father, but also my job loss for the first time in our marriage, we were faced with something like this. And last but not least next episode, we will share with you a life changing announcement that we (sighs) have. And if you're going through a difficult time right now, I would encourage you to think back at past difficult moments that you've been through. And how God has given you the strength and the wisdom to get through those moments. So don't erase those moments from your memory. You've broken through difficult situations before. And God will continue giving you the strength that you need to get through these situations. Because he has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. Familia, we just want to thank you for all the support you've been giving the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. Thank you for subscribing especially on Apple Podcasts, leave a review and rate it. It helps us out tremendously.
0: And also follow us on social media, hashtag Los Otelos, or on our website, losotelos.com.
1: As you go throughout your week, remember to love, serve, and celebrate each other and yourself. Don't allow anyone or anything to steal your joy or your peace. Love you y bendiciones.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us on
1: Los Otelos Podcast.